You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio Family of Podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hello again, friends. Sit down at The Nerd Table with me, Chris, and my friends, Eric and Dan. Hi, guys. Has- oh, okay. You're just leaving it up to us now. <laughs> well, I mean, you said uh, your name first, so I figured you should go first. <laughs> okay, well, I'll, I'll go first. How's everybody doing? I, I'm doing all right. Just waking up, so I'm got my. Hold on. Let me see if you can guys can if you can hear it. I got my monster. Okay, I'm drinking it. I liked it oh, better when you up. opened it in front of the microphone. He like literally, literally opened it last week here in front of us. Here. Yeah. Yeah, I should have just done that, but this is it's so early. <laughs> I had to, I had to start drinking early. Uh you had to start drinking early, Eric. Yeah, I always have a shot of vodka with my with my monster. Oh, okay. You, you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. Well, do you know that's that that's do you know that Mountain Dew was specifically invented to be a chaser? That's why I it's called. Not. That's why it's called Mountain Dew because Mountain Dew is a slang term for moonshine. Ah, well, you, now I got to try it with moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you learn something new every single day, huh, buddy? Yeah, especially when I'm around to give you guys like dumb facts. What's a uh, What's a good song with the word monster in the title? Monster Mash. Fuck yeah. Good answer. <laughs> if you go to Spotify and look up Monster, you get Skillet, Kanye West, the Eminem Rihanna uh, cross thing. You get the all-time low song with Demi Lovato. You get Shine Down. You get Shawn Mendes and Justin Bieber. Uh, Lady Gaga shows up. Imagine Dragons shows up. But... It's all just that because they're all going off of that thing, monster. But you don't actually see monster mash for a while. Gotta, like scroll that's, to get that, and that's just just because you're a holiday novelty record doesn't mean you're the goat. <laughs> Bobby Boris Pickett. Ah, oh, that song's great. In fact, if it wasn't for Thriller, it might be the best Halloween theme song out there. Would anybody like to? Disagree with that, or should we save that for Halloween? Well, I would say the play? best Halloween theme song would be the theme from Halloween. Nightmare on My Street featuring knockoff Freddy Krueger. Wait, is it October yet? What are we doing? No, it's fucking mid-May, dude. All right, so I, ha- listen, <laughs> I have no idea what month it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel... Sometimes it feel that way, y'all. So I have an announcement to make. Now, you guys are listening to this on Sunday the 16th, or possibly later, but we're recording this on Friday, May 14th, and this is a very important day because in 2005, I debuted as a pro wrestling ring announcer for World Star Wrestling in Matamoros, Pennsylvania. So this is my wrestleversary. 2005, I was 20 years old, and now I'm 36. I don't like this. You know, funny enough, do you know what happened in, uh, well, this month, 2006? Uh, I celebrated my one-year anniversary in pro wrestling. No. <laughs> uh, what happened in 2006? In 2006, actually, tomorrow, so on the 15th, is the day that I 
punched someone in the face. Yes! <laughs> we told that story on the podcast. <laughs> we have told that story, and we're going to tell it again on Park Hopper. <laughs> because of, because of the course. guy spit at you, so you lost. You blacked I, I out. Mean, puberty does some strange things to you, but I, I think I still have, I would have the same reaction today. <laughs> puberty? What? I don't know. Let's let's find out, Eric. Come here. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Now now it might be a kink. I have no idea. Ugh. Ugh. I think it's fired. Yeah, there we go. Personally masturbated in front of the guests. Well, also in May, on May 21st, this would have been 2008. Will be the Disney anniversary because that's when I had first day of training. At Kilimanjaro Safaris on my college program. So that's that's Love another Christ. anniversary. There's an anniversary you should remember. I do May remember. 15th. We're getting to it. One thing at a time. I'm I'm literally going chronologically. How are you? In twenty thirteen, Eric, you may not know this, but in twenty thirteen, on May the fifteenth, same day you punched someone in the face, just a different year. Dan and I became podcasters. So In twenty, what was it? Twenty thirteen. What year? Twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Damn, you guys have been doing this shit for a long time. I know it's fun together. Yes. <laughs> Dan's done stuff before that, but this was yeah. my first foray into podcasting. I did a show back in two thousand five. Actual radio. With a guy, Ryan Martinez. The show. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, May is actually a big, like, anniversary month for, for me personally. Between wrestling, podcasting, and Disney. Which are significant things in my life. Creativity and then, you know, dreams came true. I and, of course, May 19th, 2006. Is something that is the dumbest thing ever in wrestling. They did. I mean, maybe the dumbest thing ever, not like it wasn't like date related. It was the dumbest bad or awful. (laughs) Yeah. So Eric, they came up with this idea where they were going to torture Kane and you know who Kane is. His movie was coming out. See no evil was coming out on May 19th because we love our summer horror films. I don't think I've seen that one. It's actually not that bad, but it's also not that good. So, okay. so to further put forward that the movie was coming out on May 19th, how much do you know about the Kane character? <laughs> I know he was supposed to be like Undertaker's like brother or something like that at the okay. time. So the story goes is that the Undertaker... Killed his entire family in a house fire. His father, his mother, and his brother, Kane. Who was locked in the basement at the time. In 1997, towards the end, we learned that Kane is alive and he's coming to kick your, kick your ass, Undertaker. So, they manufactured that May 19th was the day that the fire happened. 
and that Kane will go crazy if you ever say that date. And because his movie was coming out, he heard that date all the fucking time. Was he supposed to do something when he heard that date? Just kind of yeah, he would go crazy and then attack the person. So there's like backstage, a bunch of, a bunch of the actors were there, and they're like, "So hey, your movie's coming out May 19th." Kane walks by. Oh yeah, May 19th is a great night for your show for your movie to come out. It's right before Memorial Day weekend. Kick it into the summer, and so Kane goes ah and destroys them all. And it gets dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Because when Kane first debuted, he wore a full mask and had a wig. One week on Raw, Kane wins his match, and out comes the old version of Kane. Yeah. A duplicate Kane. So, (laughs) my second ever show I ever did in wrestling was in a town called Lackawanna or Lackawaxen or some town in Pennsylvania I'll probably never be able to find again. They had no cell service, by the way. So, oh Jesus! Now, well, granted, in 06, in 05, in 05, in 05, that was actually still a thing. It was like really like boondocky. But uh, a gentleman, his real name is Drew, and his gimmick at the time was Dorian Deville. And I interviewed him on the show because he was on his way to WWE. He had gotten signed, and his last ever show was my second ever show. We did an interview segment, and he talked about it. And he got to play the fake Kane. The angle lasted for three weeks, and they dropped it because it sucked. Then they gave him another gimmick where he was a dumbass, a dum-dum, who would be triggered by the bell and then go crazy and fight people. And then when the bell rang again, he was dumb again. And they called him Festus, and it was terrible. And now he's Luke Gallows, and he's actually somewhat famous and successful. So good for him. But you got to sog through shit to get to the real, the real stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the the wrestling joke of May 19th has been so hardcore done to death and so overplayed by wrestling groups and the people that I associate with that like now I've no longer find any humor in that date at all. The joke has been so dead to me for years, but nobody will let it die. What we should talk about is that May 19th is actually Andre the Giant's birthday. But nobody talks about that. They talk about the stupid cane angle. Yay, May 19th. And happy birthday, Jason Tamaro, if you're listening, because his birthday is May 19th. Mm. And then the 23rd is my father's birthday. Oh, you doing anything for that? Well, he's turning 69. So (laughs) nice. I'm going to say nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get him a postcard. It just says nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Will he get that reference? No, my mother did. When my mom turned 69, (laughs) I said that. Well, I mean, your mom told you all the sex things. So she didn't tell me all the sex things. She told me that thing. That's just because I asked, which is still funny to me, by the way, like, (laughs) Yeah, that's still freaking funny to me. So, I wasn't 100% sure what we were going to talk about on this show, but we have a top 10 challenge, we have an entertainment challenge, and I came up with some other stuff for us to talk about. But, since Dan was challenged, we're going to let him do that first. Okay, well, well, before we do that, I, I just I have some news. I, I need to de-stress, so yes. I, I'm, I'm going to okay. share this. So, 
um, on the 10th, I bought a Switch, a Switch Lite, right? Yes. Because my Switch is has been confiscated for Animal Crossing purposes. <laughs> uh, so I bought a Switch Lite, and everything was grand. Everything was fine. And then there was a, a defect with the Switch where after 20 minutes, the screen would flicker, and it would just, like, overheat and shut off. And I was so upset. And I had lost the receipt. <clears throat> So I went back to the place where I bought it. I bought it at Myers, and they're like, "Well, you don't have the receipt. The best we can do is an exchange." And I'm like, "That's fine. That's exactly what I wanted to do anyway." They didn't have the color, and they only had uh, the the coral, the pink one left. Like, do you want a pink one? I'm just like, I prefer the same color or any other color uh, to the pink one. Just it's not my favorite color. Nothing wrong with pink, but it's just. That literally my least favorite I would've, color. I would have played the pink switch. <laughs> so they're just like, well, you know, we don't have a receipt. They were super nice about it, and they gave me a refund. And yeah. I was just like, well, now I, I bought uh, on that. But it, this all happened the next day. So I bought it on the 10th. The next day, I went back to the store, and then I ordered it online from Amazon. They didn't have the gray one. They didn't have the blue one. They didn't have the pink one. They only had the bright yellow one. For 200 bucks. They had the other ones, but they were all like 300 something, you know, scalpers. Anyway, so I was just like, eh, whatever. I, I bought the yellow one and they dropped it off at a random garage. So I had to run around my neighborhood <laughs> trying God. to identify the garage that they had dropped it off at. And I finally found it. But it, it looked like I was a package thief for a while. And I'm not. I'm. I'm not happy. You know, you should have done once you had your package in your hand. You should have just had your ID out and be like, "This is mine." They fucked up. If anybody's walking by, they fucked up. This is actually mine. Nobody yeah, called the cops. Well, committing mail it was, fraud. It was funny because I was holding a phone in one hand and a knife in the other hand. Oh, that totally uh, that, doesn't look suspicious. Well, I was holding the knife because I wanted to open up the box right away. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was at my garage. So I was just like, well, whatever. Because the, the way that my garage is set up, I have to like leave my the front door and then walk around to the back because it's a condo and all the garages are in one location uh, for like everybody in the building. Oh, like so I the went there and it wasn't there. Thing. And that's when I was just like, well, shit, I know that they had dropped it off because that building looks like mine. So I, I just ran, I walked around the neighborhood looking at all the buildings that look like mine going to all the freaking garages. And I don't understand how they messed that up because the number of like the, 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 the building or like where I live is above the garage. They're, they're all above the garage. So that I, I, I was, Oh man, I so wanted to just find the box, get home and call Amazon and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> but good story. I mean, good news. I have it now, um, and it's working. I, I played it for like over an hour, no issues, so everything is good. That See, was the story I wanted to share. I remember before my wife got her individual Switch, uh, how many times she would confiscate my Switch to play Animal Crossing. First it was to play as me, then, it was, then she got her own character on there and would play endlessly. And, like, I would barely get a chance to get on and do anything. <laughs> and then she finally got her own Switch. And now she now I call the house on her house on my island, I call that her vacation home. Because she's never there. 
She drops in every now and again, and then all the characters are like, where the hell have you been? We haven't seen you in forever. I'd probably play Animal Crossing if it wasn't for having to pay back Tom immediately. I, I feel like that portion of the game is too real for me. Just you know, you know what she dead. did? She freaking cheated. She cheated so bad because she already had her character established on my island. So when she got her own island, she would log in on mine, go into her house as her character, basically empty out her bank account, leave it on the island, then log into her other one, come to my island and pick up all the money. Bullshit, I'm telling you. It's bullshit. Anyway, uh, so speaking of video games. Dan has answered the challenge and come up with his top 10 songs from the Castlevania franchise. No, this is intro songs, period. Yeah. Oh, intros. intros. Okie doke. Take it away. So this is in between. Intros or menus. Between right. opening menu, the intro, or the first level. This isn't in an exact order. This is how I thought of them. So, number 10. That's the intro to Crazy Taxi, quote-unquote. <laughs> okay. Hey, I don't remember. Over, have some fun with Crazy Taxi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris yeah. Offspring, baby. Oh, nice. Okay. That's awesome. You know, you could actually do, like, an entire list of songs appropriated into video games. Are you remixing it by killing the volume? I'm just killing the volume so we can talk over it. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, we, we I was easy to talk over. I, I could barely hear it. Yeah. Which means if you can barely hear it, that means the listeners can barely hear it. Okay. So you might have actually wanted to keep it at the volume you had it at. Because that actually wasn't so bad. Yeah. Right. That's perfect. Ah, crazy taxi. Crazy Taxi was a fun game. I, why don't I remember this intro? I think I was just so eager to get into into the game, but I I can't I can't disagree. Offspring is fucking awesome. So it just got you so the guy goes like hey hey and you hit the button and all of a sudden fucking all I want starts. <laughs> That's t- it's time to get Crazy Taxi. That's why I loved uh, Simpsons Road Rage, because it was basically Crazy Taxi with Simpsons characters. Yeah, they even got sued because it was so too similar. (laughs) That's stupid. Did they get sued for that? Yeah. Did Rockstar sue them for Hit and Run? That's different enough. (laughs) It's literally literally Simpsons version of, of Crazy Taxi. Whatever. It was fun. And the Simpsons don't always make good video games, so... Other than the Simpsons well, game, <laughs> Simpsons Arcade. <laughs> and and in all two. fairness, they still didn't make a good video game. They stole it. <laughs> they just stole Crazy Taxi. I mean, the beat-em-up genre isn't original either, but... That's true. So here's a question about Crazy Taxi. Did you have to fill up the gas tank? And if you did, was the gas in plastic baggies? No, because 70% of the gas stations here don't have gas. I mean, they probably do by now, but they didn't then. Yes, well, people are done. All right, next. 
It's the Halo theme. Well, of course. It starts with like the Gregorian chant, you know? And then it just kicks into that metal guitar rift. Right. And then all of a sudden, we got some drums. And then we got some strings. I don't know anybody out there who doesn't actually like the Halo theme song. I know people who hate the Halo game and love the theme song. That, yeah, I They're know that wrong, too. By the way, because the game is awesome. <laughs> the game was a rejuvenation of first-person shooter genre, because like for consoles, especially, yes. Yeah, it's also what put Xbox on the map. Xbox was fledging until That's it got true. Halo. Halo was a great <laughs> franchise player. Xbox Mario is Master Chief. Like, that, I, that's fucking awesome if you really think about it. Yeah, it is. All right, Halo theme song. Good pick. Number nine. If you want to talk about some OG FPS, it's the fucking Doom, baby! It's at Doom's Gate. I love oh. this song. I friggin' love this song. It's so iconic, every game since it has had a remix of it. Uh, from now on, I'm gonna play this if I ever need to get pumped for anything. <laughs> Do you ever hear the, uh, what was it? The, um, the Atari Jaguar version of Doom. It was like the closest, it was like an exact copy of the PC port but they took the music out for no reason. So it's silent. I saw that in the, the AVGN. silent? Well, no, it's got sound effects, but there's no music. The, the argument was that it made it scarier this way, and then in the AVGN review, he's just like, yeah, this is stupid, so just put some Slayer on. <laughs> That's right. go, go get your BFG. Just play Painkiller because it's ninety percent the same song as this. All right. Up next, inspired from something. Up next is a song from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game by Anamanaguchi. It's another winter from the first level. This kind of sounds like it would come out of a Mega Man game. This is fun. A little bit. You know, I've never played this game. It's real good. It's a and it had a re-release recently, too, so... It's a beat-em-up. But it's fun. My only problem with beat-em-up games is that they get pretty repetitive after a while, and I start, I stop losing interest in them. Right. I love There's the only one beat-em-up game that I absolutely love that I can play for, like, forever. Ninja Turtles? And that's, uh... Yep, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> How'd you fucking know? Because you're either going to say Ninja Turtles, X-Men, or X-Men, so I just took a guess. Oh, X-Men was good, but yeah, it was Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles is awesome. Hey, who turned out the lights every time you fell in the damn sewer? Oh, it's my toes! Alright, up next is, of course, the overworld theme from Super Mario Brothers. Well, yeah. 
Classic. Nobody doesn't know this song. I'll test that theory. The next time I, I see some what? Amish people, I'll play this and be like, do you know what this is from? <laughs> the next time you see Amish people, which might also be the first time you see Amish people. Nah, I, I go down to Indiana every once in a while. Oh, yeah, they it's do. funny watching. It's, it, yeah, it's funny watching this like horse and carriage be parked at Walmart. I'm just like, what the hell? Did I ever show you the picture I had? It was um, it was a horse and buggy parked at an advanced auto parts. No, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was our uh, that was actually our first New Year's here because it was New Year's Day, and we went to Taco Bell for lunch. And the Taco Bell's next to an advanced auto parts, and while we were in the drive-thru, I took a picture of it. I'm like, welcome to the advanced auto parts, only in Lancaster. Wow. You go in there and it's just lumber. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, well, like I said, everybody knows the Mario theme, and it's a classic among all video games, so. Do the Mario! Swing your arms from side to side. All right, up next is I like that theme. from Sonic Adventure 2. It's Escape from the City or City Escape. This is a meme. They, whenever Sonic Adventure 2 comes up in an, a, a GDQ, everyone sings along because the song is too good to just be in a shitty Sonic game. That's right. I have heard this before. Isn't that the worst thing in the world when the shitty game gets the good music? <laughs> I mean, it's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> this is a really good song, though. But the game is so shitty! <laughs> it's not even <laughs> fair! I like the first one, I just don't know what happened. Like, how'd you lose your way that hard? What was the one... It was the shitty Sonic racing game that came out for, like, the Sega CD or something. It actually had a really good, like, catchy theme song in it, but it's one of the worst Sonic games ever made, period. Oh, well. Gotta go You know, fast. one of my favorite Sonic games isn't even, like, a hardcore Sonic game. It's just the Sonic Pinball. I love Sonic Pinball. Oh, uh, Sonic Spinball, Yeah. I used to play the absolute hell out of um, Kirby's Pinball Land on the Game Boy. <clears throat> that game was well, really fun. One. It was just a Kirby-based pinball game. It was really fun. The pinball machine had three levels. So the idea was that if you fell all the way to the bottom level, you were done. You'd lose a life. But you were trying to get to the top level, and then when you completed the tasks in the top level, when you hit the certain things, you'd actually face one of the bosses. And then once you beat all three bosses, you would face DDD in just a pinball blast. It was fun. It was addicting. And then the Pokemon pinball game came out, and it was fucking hard. It was, like, obnoxiously hard for a Pokemon game. Alright, up next, classic theme, it's Corneria, 
from Star Fox. Yes! Oh, yes! Bow, 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 bow. You know, even the, the MIDI theme sounds like it has an electric guitar going right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a really well, good that was That was it, right? Like, it had the <laughs> FX chip in there, so they were able to get better sound out of it, too, weren't they? Right. Yeah. In fact, Star Fox was the first game that utilized the FX chip, right? Yep. And then it was so ingenious. Why don't we put the chip on the freaking game cart so it doesn't have to be in the system? Holy shit. Now, remember the N64, they actually released, like, an expansion thing that you had to physically put in your 64 so you could yeah. play all the new games as they came out? Yeah. Which started yeah. with Star Fox 64. Yep. And the it Rumble Pack... like they didn't learn anything. Like, come on, guys. And the Rumble come Pack, on. baby. Yeah, this is a great... Star Fox games always have had good soundtracks, though. But that's the thing, right? Like... If you're if you're talking about a pure Nintendo based franchise, odds are the soundtracks are really fucking good. Cause think about like pure based Nintendo games: Mario, Zelda, Kirby, Metroid, Star Fox, Pokemon. All those games have great soundtracks. <clears throat> Even As the Star Fox. Earthbound. It's really good soundtrack, but it's so obscure. Like, not a whole lot of people have played it. Mother 3, Earthbound? Yeah. Well, they're not going to play it now because it's like over $1,000 to get a cartridge. So you have to get it on the uh, the SNES Mini or emulate it. Do they have it on the SNES Mini? I believe so. I think that's actually how AVGN reviewed it. Because he was, because he looked it up online, and it is one of those games. All right, shut this off before we get copyright strikes. <laughs> All right, next two are ones that you've heard last week when we were discussing overall music. Final Fantasy Prelude. Of course. Oh yeah. They all have a version of this. Before you even get to press X or start. Well, isn't that it? Like, all franchise games always have one thing that's constant. Like, even in the newer Zelda games, when you don't get the classic Zelda theme from the original Overworld Adventures, you'll still hear the fairy theme. Yeah. There's always something. Even if you don't hear the actual Super Mario theme, all the games have a version of the Invincibility Star. Or the Game Over theme, which is the same in all of them. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It even has the, the victory music is the same. And even though the last couple games haven't been turn-based, so there isn't really like a victory music to have, a random character will randomly sing it. Yep. But randomly go, da, 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 da. Anyway, so before I fall asleep, let's go to the Castlevania Symphony of the Night prologue. You could fall asleep to that? For some weird reason, that music makes me, like, gets pumped. That's because you're a Final Fantasy boy. I fucking love this theme. Speaking of franchises with some great music... Yeah. 
Dude, hands down, Sweetly Symphony of the Night was just... It's like, it's... It's hard to top that. They made such a perfect game. A lot of people say Symphony of the Night is the best Castlevania game ever made. It, it, oh, it is. is. It is. Like, I get a lot of people who, who love the classic Castlevania stuff, but, like, adding that RPG element to it just made it a million times better. And then the soundtrack is... I All mean, the blending. Like, holy crap. Yep. Yep. You think you're doing a good job, and then... <laughs> You're just like, your friend asks you, hey, have you been to the Upside Down Castle? And you're like, what? And then you realize you got <laughs> no, one of fucking endings. You know what? <laughs> I, I beat Richter Belmont, and then it was over. I didn't even see Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that, like, <clears throat> you don't need all the forms to beat the game. But there, there's one of my favorite things to do, and, and I know it's cheap as hell, is to get the mist form and get the poison mist and just fly around and kill everything. Yeah. My favorite thing about so Symphony of the Night is it's the ultimate teaser when you're running through just destroying everything in sight. You're like, this is awesome, and then you lose all your powers. <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch. Death, you son of a bitch. All right, so what's number one, then? It's the intro music for Red Alert 2. It's called Hell March 2. It gets you psyched to play this RTS. Listen to this shit. Oh, boy. There's a lot of different, like, music genres happening at once. This is really fucking badass. I've never heard this before. See, I was never a huge fan of the Command & Conquer series. You don't have to be a fan of a franchise to appreciate the music from it. Yeah, no, this is really good. Growing up, it was just like you either picked Star uh, StarCraft or Command and & Conquer. And, I mean, I always had to go StarCraft. <laughs> oh, man, this is actually pretty fucking pump music. Right. So the game starts with the... Ro if you pick the uh, allies... It starts with the Russians attacking the New York New York City, which literally starts with you and a couple of troops defending the Statue of Liberty. It's fucking sweet. Was also, you, you could you could play as the Americans or the Russians, and there was like actual video cutscenes of people. Yeah, it was it, it was legit people. It wasn't it was like, like actors, or anything. It like was that. actors you recognized too. It was like, hey, it's that guy. As a matter of fact, Command and Conquer Red Alert 3 has Ric Flair in it. 
And he fights a bear. Does it have Christopher Walken in it, though? No. This guy is unfucking believable. They made a whole Flair versus Bear series of videos on YouTube. The Ripper video game with Christopher Walken. Or what was the what was the one that had a? Oh yeah, Wing Commander that had Malcolm McDowell and Mark Hamill. Yes, it did. Because why not? And you could fuck up a speech moment and completely reverse the fortunes of the game in the last scene. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so Dan has answered a top 10 challenge. Should will one be issued for next week? I mean, I guess we should make Chris do a thing, right? You can, if you have a thing. But what I should we have Chris do? A theme going, like make it music related somehow. You might as well, if we're going to stick on a music kick. Well, you don't have to do it right now. If you come up with something and you want to challenge me, do it during the episode. Okay. Yeah. We'll think on it. And you don't have to challenge me during the episode. You can challenge me on Facebook. Just give me enough time to do it before we record next. That's all. That's all I ask. All right. So speaking of challenges, I'm going to challenge the two of you. I have, I was thinking about uh, film franchises the other day. Mm-hmm. And I pulled up a list of the 47 movies that have grossed over a billion dollars, and I want to see how many of them we've all seen. Oh, okay. These are billion-dollar franchises. Or at least this individual movie did it. (laughs) So let's see. These are all very modern, by the way. (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel like they would have to be. Yes. In you fact, a minimum ten dollar ticket. Yes, <laughs> the old the oldest film we're going to discuss is from nineteen ninety three. Okay. If that tells you anything, so I'm gonna go. I'm uh, gonna. I'm gonna guess that movie right uh, now. Go ahead, Jurassic Park. Yes, very good. <laughs> okay, all right. So let's see if you've seen it and if you liked it. If you think it deserves the gross that it got, or if you're like, holy crap, no, there. There's, I see a holy crap no already on this list, and I'm not going to say what it is because I want the genuine reaction when I read the title. Because one of you is going to react. I know that. Actually, we're probably all going to react. All right, so number 47 is The Dark Knight. Seeing it deserves it. Yep. I have already expressed my opinions of what why I think the movie is overrated. But just because something's overrated doesn't mean it's not fucking great. Can we just, can we establish that now? Just because you say something's overrated doesn't mean it's still awesome. I think that's a fair thing, right? Yeah. Well, I hear people say, blah, blah, blah is overrated. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess when you're the best right now, people will say you're the best of all time and maybe you don't deserve that. But they're definitely the best right now. Because I don't even know if The Dark Knight is the best comic book movie ever made, but... If I'm watching a Nolan movie, a Nolan Batman movie, you know what one I'm watching? Batman Begins. I actually do really like Batman Begins. I also really like Dark Knight Rises. I mean, I don't think it's as good as the first two, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. Eric and I saw that in theaters together. 
Yeah. A bunch of Inno people. That was fun. All right. The next movie is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, or Sorcerer's Stone if you're a Yank. We've all seen that. We're all Harry Potter fans. Yeah. So. Just, that's the that's the one out of all of them. Well, or, this is we're only at, the lowest one out of all of them. We're only at imagine. number 46. We're going to see okay. the other seven. We're going to talk probably. about... <laughs> we're, we're, all of them are going to be in there. All we're right. going to talk about that's 45 fair. more movies. So, okay. So, Harry Potter, yes. Uh, the Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Really? Yes. I mean, I guess everyone that's interested in Lord of the Rings would have went and seen the first one and probably maybe not have gone right away. Well, a lot of these movies that are on here are grossing as high as they are because they had hype behind them. So... Oh, this was, hey, this is the... We're doing The Hobbit, everybody. Let's fucking go, right? Yep. I like The Hobbit trilogy, but it did not need to be a trilogy. Correct. Maybe maybe two films. Maybe just one three-hour film. They milked that battle for everything it was worth, and it's literally one chapter of the book. Yeah, when you're like, Desolation of Smog is number two, and you're just like, that's like one of the last five chapters. Yep. (laughs) And then he's still alive for the third movie. You're like, okay, well. My favorite part about the last Hobbit movie is that Smog's death is before the title. Like, they literally, he's like, it's like decapitated, like falling head and everything, and then it's like, The Hobbit, The Battle of Five Armies. You're like, oh yeah, okay. We didn't even get to the freaking title yet. (laughs) But we slayed the dragon, everyone. Uh, 44 is Zootopia. Really? I mean, I've seen it. I mean, it's good. I like it. I like it. I think it's great. I think it's a really good movie. Really, really good movie. We have talked about it, that it is an example of a bad surprise villain. Yeah. But it's also so Jenny Slate. I'm surprised Slate, so. that it hit a billion. I'm surprised by it. Should have known that Jenny Slate good- would have been the, the bad guy the whole time. I know she is the worst. <laughs> the worst. My sister's the worst. Money, please. You know, the best part is, is that uh, Jean Ralphio's actor, Ben Schwartz, got to be Dewey in the DuckTales reboot. He's also Sonic the Hedgehog in the Sonic franchise. It's Bobby Moynihan, Danny Pudi, and and him. And I'm like, no wonder they made Dewey the, the biggest goofball. That makes the most sense. All right. We're going to talk about one that I personally didn't like. Alice in Wonderland, the 2010 Johnny Depp version. I have not seen it. I've seen it. It was all right, I guess. It's, it has no actual substance to it. It's one of those movies where it's visually pleasing, and that's about it. I will say that I am not surprised. No. Because this is like the peak of Johnny's. Yeah, I know, because it had the hype and everything, and it was Tim Burton, and. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Episode one The Phantom Menace. I mean, I contributed like seven of those to. Yeah, I was going to say, like, we all all contributed to that, (laughs) so not even a little surprised. (laughs) 
<laughs> and let's be honest, it was the first Star Wars movie in theaters for a lot of us, considering I wasn't even alive when Return of the Jedi came out. So, like, yeah. okay... One when they came like, out. Okay, yeah, they did the re-release special editions in theaters, but this was a big deal. This was my generation's first Star Wars movie. So. Finding Dory. Not surprised because of Finding Nemo popularity, Pixar and everything. So no yeah. real shock there. <laughs> uh, I, I say it, it deserves it, too. It was pretty good. It was really good. It was good. Not Finding Nemo good, but good. Yeah. That's just it. Like, it's Incredibles 2 was good. fucking feels. Yeah. Incredibles 2 was good, but it wasn't Incredibles good. Monsters University was fun, but it wasn't the same as Monsters, Inc. And then, well, I won't talk about some other stuff. We have other stuff to talk about with Pixar. There's a lot of <laughs> Pixar in here. Uh, Jurassic Park was the next one on the list. You did guess correctly. Yes. And it deserves it. Uh, it's 100%. the first of the modern day blockbuster. It's also, it also has CGI effects that still hold up today because that's what you get when you use your CGI to make your practical effects look better. Yep. Agreed. Like, yeah, now if I see that big Brachiosaur scene, I can tell that the Brachiosaur isn't actually there because it is 1993, but there are some modern movies, Mummy, where the special effects are really bad. (laughs) <laughs> the Scorpion King. <laughs> I love those movies, but holy shit, they did not try. <laughs> they did not much yeah, like, try. Like, what the fuck? Did you guys put the interns on this? <laughs> and I'm sorry. It might still be the best ride in Central Florida. But uh, that mummy animatronic is the worst animatronic ever. With your souls, I shall rule for all eternity, as he does the fucking robot. Terrible animatronic. Is this the last 90s movie we're going to talk about? Oh, no. There's another one. There's only one more 90s movie, but it's all the way near the top. All right. Despicable Me 3. I still haven't even seen it. Yeah. I've seen one and two. I do like them. Yeah. The minions are overrated. Yeah, like anything, that's... I haven't seen the third one. I haven't seen it either. I just know that Trey Parker's in it. And that makes me happy. Yes. There's one where he does a 23andMe-ish thing, and he finds out he has a brother, right? That's the story. And his brother ends up being more evil than he is, and he has to take him down or some shit like that. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) They're good movies, it's just that the focus was always too much on the Minions. Although I must say, the Minions movie was not bad, but it was a cash grab. Minion movie's actually pretty fun. You know what? We'll we'll talk about it, actually. It's coming up on the list. But but, uh, we're at number 38. This is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, which I believe was the fourth one. Fourth one, which means there's no... Orlando Bloom anymore. Yes, I have not seen it. I haven't seen the new, the two new Pirates movies. There, we're going to talk about uh, another one. I don't know which one's which. I've seen them all at this point, but I need to. Oh, actually, no, we're not going to talk about the other one. Never mind. Uh, it goes Curse of the Black I'm Pearl, sure. Dead I'm Man's sure. Dead Man's uh, Chest, uh, Worlds. Is it World's End? 
Or am I thinking of the, the Cornetto movie? I think it actually no, is World at World's End. end. Is, uh... It's at World's End. Yeah, it's yeah. at World's End. Yeah, and okay. then On Stranger Tides and then Dead Men Tell No Tales. Okay, so On Stranger Tides is when they're looking for the um, Fountain of Youth. Yes, it's just a Jack movie. There's no... Oh, it's not. It's a Barbosa and Jack movie. Oh, sorry. It's a it's a Depp Nye movie. <laughs> and as everyone knows, uh, well, I don't know if Eric knows this yet, but my favorite character in the franchise is Barbosa. <laughs> well, now I know. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not even Nye. That's freaking uh, Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, Jeffrey Rush is Barbosa. He's my favorite character in there. I think he's fucking great. So that's why I was okay with this one because it's like a buddy, it's like a buddy cop comedy with Barbosa and Jack Sparrow. <laughs> okay, hold on, I, I I have to see this now. Keith Richards is in it. Yeah, he plays play Jack's father, Jack. and his father's name is Edward Teague, which is a play on Edward Teach, which was the real name of Blackbeard the pirate, which is also in the movie played by Ian McShane. Okay, I'm in. I'm gonna watch it. You should watch. You should watch four. Yes. Okay. Five, Skip five is oh I have to but if I watch four I have to watch five okay I had to finish the Die Hard trilogy the Die Hard movies even though I don't ever want to watch the fifth one again really because I haven't I stopped at four <laughs> don't don't you're good you're good you're done you're done <laughs> there's like two more but still no Good Day to Die Hard is the last one and it's fucking awful it's fuck awful it was awful 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 awful. <laughs> Awful. All right. Next, we have Aladdin, the 2019 live action one, which I thought was pretty good. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. I like it. I re- actually recommend this one. It's it's pretty good. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Well, we've already talked about how much we love that movie. Favorite Star Wars. It. Deserves it. Yep. Uh, so the next one is actually Pirates Dead Man's Chest, the second movie. That's my least favorite Pirates movie. Well, maybe, <laughs> maybe five after five at this point. I don't yeah. know because At World's End had the had the the whirlpool of doom that went on for like an hour and a half. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I might have to watch them again to compare them. World's End also had the really stupid everybody switch sides things, and then they even made fun of it at one point when they do like the confrontation, and then they actually switch sides. They literally switch sides. But it also has the scene with Jack Sparrow having that freaking mental breakdown, and there's like 150 Jack Sparrows manning the ship, and that was pretty awesome. But Dead Man's Chest, I didn't think was that bad, but no, it's... See, the thing is, Curse of the Black Pearl, to me, is one of the best adventure movies ever made, period. It's very good. Yeah. So, the other ones just pale in comparison. All right, at number 34 is Toy Story. Would anybody like to venture a guess as to which one? All of them. The, no, probably two. Three. Toy three. Story three. Three is the lowest one? Three is the lowest one. Well, no. Because four is not on the list. Two of them aren't even on the list. So three two and four are not on the list. No, one and two are not on the list, because the next movie after Toy Story 3 is Dan's favorite Pixar movie, Toy Story 4. He says in jest. (laughs) What the fuck? Yep. They both made it, but the first two do not. Okay, I agree with Toy Story 2, but Toy Story 4. You knew. 
that these were going to get on here, though, because with all the hype behind Toy Story and the huge wait we had to go through. I honestly thought three was going to be higher up on the list. You know what's funny is it feels like three and four came out like three years apart, but they came out like ten years apart. Yeah, 2010 and 2019. Yeah, like it came out. It, it fe- to me, it felt like it was like three years, but it was actually nine. Nine. <sighs> All right. Rise of Skywalker is on this list. That shouldn't surprise anybody. It was the end of a trilogy. It was the last episodic Skywalker movie. Everybody went to see it. And it was the worst one of the three, so... I don't know if I would put it lower than Last Jedi, but I would put them next to each other. I'll tell you that much. And I had a couple of good enough throwbacks that I appreciated, but... All right, here's a good one. At number 31, Joker. Yes. I have not seen it. It it deserves that and more. (laughs) Damn it, that's a good movie. So I didn't realize this was actually only a 2019 movie. I actually thought it was a few years older than that. I didn't realize it was only two years old now. You know why? Because last year was like five years. That's why. Because 2020 was five years. I can watch later Joker on HBO Max. Yes, Dan has HBO Max now. So... Nice. You should go see it. It's it's really good. I think it's a great portrayal of a Joker, not like the Joker. But the whole thing is like about mental mental. My thing with this movie is you have to watch it like The Dark Knight. You have to disassociate the Joker being associated with the comic book Joker and let it be its own Joker. That's how I learned to appreciate Heath Ledger's Joker, because I hated it the first time I saw it, because it wasn't the classic Joker. And once I realized that was the point, I ended up appreciating it more. So watch it with that mindset, and you're going to have a good time. A really good time. There's three Jokers, man. And this might be the highest rated R-rated movie on here if I'm looking at the list. So, that is a possibility. Nice. Dark Knight Rises is next. We talked about that. Um, I, I just, I love it for the Bane. And I love that they use that in the Harley Quinn cartoon. The streets will run with Razzy Zazzy. I love the Bane voice so much. Um, here's one I haven't seen. This would be Transformers Age of Extinction, which I believe I was the fourth one. I've only seen the first one. Yeah, I've only seen the first one as well. I've seen the first three, and that's why I haven't seen more. Because <laughs> I, I liked the first one. I really hated the second one. And then when the third one came out, I watched it, and I was like, well, that's a movie I've seen. I, I was indifferent to it. And I since have not seen a Transformers movie, including Bumblebee, which I hear is good. So I might have to change that. I know. I just like after I saw the first one, I, th- I enjoyed it, but I knew I knew that the rest of them were just going to be mm. either copies or cash grabs. Correct. I really like the first one, especially with the the twist that where he's like, if things get really bad, put the all spark into my chest, and so he puts it in freaking Megatron's chest instead. Fucking <laughs> sweet. Fucking sweet. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dan's going to love this next one. Am I? 28, Skyfall. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, I do. I actually do. 
No, I wasn't being sarcastic. You were going to love this because you're a Bond guy. And this you, is one you, of the best Bond films. So Top five Bond films, period. Top five yeah. Bond films, period. It's so good. It is the best modern James Bond movie. Javier Bardem. It has a great villain. It, he's not even like a twist villain, but there's a twist with him, which makes it even better. And it's all setting up to, to kind of, it's kind of retconning into the old Bond look. It's, oh, it's, it's so freaking good. It's also like, yeah, it does a cool uh, of setting up the, the previous 50 years as well. There's so many good throwbacks too. The Austin Martin. And it's funny. It's got legit comedy in, in places. Get on the train. You oh, just size. <laughs> All right. Dark of the Moon is next. That was the third one. It's not good, but it's not terrible either. Transformers Dark of the Moon. So we'll let that one go. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. We're in the 1.1 billions, by the way. We started that with Age of Extinction. These are 1.1s. So Captain Marvel. Good sci-fi movie. It. Yeah. But compared to the rest of the MCU, it's not really my favorite. Yeah, right. it might be my least favorite MCU movie. Which is not yeah. bad. It's not bad. It's Which is cool because there's like, some great, great stuff, especially with Fury. Oh, but yeah. The last time I trusted <laughs> someone, I lost this eye. Flurkin. Flurkin. No, I love because I love they put the whole thing. What does your mom call you? Call me. She called him Fury. Which is to set up when the guy calls him Nick to know that it's not real. It wasn't really him. Yep. So my favorite thing about Captain Marvel is the end credit scene when the Flurkin vomits up the Tesseract. But yeah. just the the cat gets up on the desk and starts making the puke noises. And my wife laughed so hard she almost fell on the theater floor because we have Perry. And yeah. he pukes like every other day. Sometimes multiple times a day. He just, he's, he's the puker cat because he gorges himself and eats, swallows his food whole and is an asshole. <laughs> he's been doing it his whole freaking life. I remember we asked the vet too. We're like, he throws up all the time. They're like, yeah, some cats just do that. And I'm like, oh, cool. We got the asshole. Yeah. We were probably laughing some harder cats than. Just do that. Yeah, some cats do. Uh, Spider Man Far From Home is next on the list. Great movie. I really liked it. 1.1. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't be surprised with the, the movies you're going to hear now because these, a lot of them are, came out in the last couple of years. Except for the next one, which is Return of the King. Yes. And as far as I can tell, that is the highest grossing movie of the Lord of the Rings franchise. So it won all the awards, too, so... Yep. It's also the only movie I have ever seen in the theaters more than two times. Only one. We've had that I've discussion seen. before, but... Return of the King is the only movie I've seen in theaters... Three times, and I have no regrets. Except at least by the third time, I learned that I, to uh, how not, to, drink? to to not to not down my giant soda, and so I didn't have to race to the bathroom. Oh yeah, that would suck, dude. <laughs> yeah, those three-hour movies—you got to learn 
you learn that, unfortunately. <laughs> they need to put, like, an intermission. All right, so let, let's do some more Marvel and DC, because the next movie's Aquaman, and the one after it is Civil War. So you get some DC I haven't and seen some Aquaman, but I have seen Civil War. Civil War is good, but... It's my favorite Cap movie, so... Uh, I can't say that. I gotta still go with Winter oh, Soldier. No, no, no. Yeah, never mind. I was gonna say Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is my favorite cat movie. It's good. I recommend Aquaman. It's probably the second best standalone DC. Of I like on. what they did with Aquaman, with the creative take on it. I like it, and I've heard people bitch like about put, it. They put like a there's like an Indiana Jones movie in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Minions movie talked about that Iron Man 3 comes in at the first movie to get 1.2 is Iron Man 3 what? yep are you surprised it's... though after the first two Iron Man movies of course this one did well also this is the first one after Avengers yeah so. okay that makes more sense but like it's my least favorite Iron Man movie I don't think anybody likes Iron Man 3, honestly. I like it. I like it. The, Especially the now that we're about to get an actual Mandarin later this year. True. The only thing that I really liked about 3 is when he was jumping from suit to suit. I thought that fight scene was just fucking awesome. The action scenes were cool. The Mandarin thing did piss me off, though. And I know I'm not alone on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have an issue with it because I, I was like, they're going to do a real one eventually. And then they did that short. The All Hail to the King or whatever it is. It's a short. And it's Slattery in prison being interviewed for like a documentary. And the guy fucking kills him <laughs> at the end because he works for the real Mandarin. That's awesome. You're like, shit, dude. So when you said Hail to the King, all I thought of was that Avenged Sevenfold song that has one of the greatest guitar riffs yep. in modern rock music. That intro guitar riff. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. That sounds like it could be in Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> Castlevania Hail to the King. With, uh, I would listen to it. With, instead of, yeah, now it's Simon Shadows. Ah, that would be awesome. Okay, so the next movie I have not seen, because I've only ever seen the first one in the whole franchise, and it's The Fate of the Furious, also called Fast and Furious 8. I've only ever seen the first Fast and Furious movie. I have I've not seen, seen, seen the franchise. And reverse order and 10 years apart. <laughs> That's awesome. I own the first Fast and Furious movie, but haven't seen anything since that. Just and remember... I the plot of the first Fast and Furious movie is to steal a truckload of TV with a VCR combo. Yep, because 2001. CRT TVs with a VCR built in. That's the other thing. There's a lot of sequels on here because the franchise built up the movie, so that's why the sequels are doing so well. Unsurprisingly, of course. Well, you know, it's about family, Chris. Oh, yes. By the way, we're in... See, we are in 1.2 territory, so Incredibles 2 made it to 1.2. The remake of Beauty and the Beast 
the live action Beauty and the Beast. Frozen. With Irma Watson. Frozen, of course. We knew that grossed really well. Uh, yeah, I thought it would be higher than well, that, but okay. It grossed really well. Well, it peaked in the fifth position. Now it's only at 16 because other movies are doing better. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is the first movie in the 1.3 billion territory. I think uh, I've seen that one. I think I've seen Jurassic World, but I, I haven't seen the sequel to Jurassic yeah. World. I want it, 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 it. There is a bit of a twist, which is kind of cool, and then it takes another twist, and it's fucking awful. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, too. <laughs> first but, twist, really good. Second twist, awful. Second twist, terrible. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> but it's setting it's it sets up for what could be a really good Jurassic World movie. Jurassic yeah, an actual, movie. An actual Jurassic World. Yes. So Last Jedi comes in at fourteenth place. Deathly Hollows Part Two, highest grossing Harry Potter movie, unsurprising to any everybody, is number thirteen on the list. So we only get one and eight. Yes. Yes. What? Only made it... On, this is the only other one that made it to the billion territory because Deathly Hollows well, Part... No. Deathly Hollows Part 1 would have been number 48 on the list of highest grossing movies, which means it didn't crack a billion. Wow. Okay. The, the list I have is a top 50. The, the three movies that didn't make it into billion territory were Despicable Me 2, The Lion King, and Deathly Hollows Part 1. So, yeah, Deathly Hollows Part 2. Black Panther in the 12th spot, the last in the 1.3 category. And the thing Great that movie. Two it months before it. Infinity War. <laughs> before a very important movie. Well, we we have some Avengers movies to talk about. People went, people went nuts for that movie, though. So we have, it's, a big, it's a big tentpole for the African-American community. At number 11... The lowest of the four Avengers movies is Avengers Age of Ultron at 1.4 billion. 1.45 billion. Sure. Uh, people didn't uh, recognize it for what it was at the time. Right. People just saw, just saw an Avengers movie and was like, this isn't as good as the first one. And I was like, this is a bridge to a better part of the story. And people did not realize it. That's just it. I don't like it as a movie, but I like what it gave us. And I think now that the story is complete, people uh, recognize it as such and like it more now. I was yeah. like, you like what it gave us? You mean Vision? Okay. <laughs> and Vision? Wanda. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but it gave us Phase 3, which was super important. Yeah. All right, we're in top 10 territory now. Frozen 2. Surprised? Shouldn't be. Not surprised. But it was good. I liked it. I liked it better than the first one, and apparently that's very controversial because it's an it's an adventure movie. Yeah, Furious Seven at one point five billion at the number nine spot. The o- I think to, to distinctify the difference between the previous one and this one that has been on the list. I don't know. I never is, saw them. So is is one of them when. Rock the Dwayne Johnson shows it the first time or something? Or? No, he's been I in think, there for a while. This, this is Paul Walker's... The last one. 
Yeah, last. Yeah. There you go. This is the last one with Paul Walker. And by the last one with Paul Walker, you mean the first one to not really have Paul Walker, but he's like in that one scene because they had previous footage. Correct. Correct. The Avengers, OG Avengers, in the number eight spot. Obviously, there's two more Avengers movies on this list. <clears throat> At 1.6 billion, the remake of The Lion King, the live action one that I still have not seen. I still haven't seen, I haven't it. seen it. Yeah. And it made that much money, huh? Yep. G Jurassic World, the first Jurassic World, 1.6 billion in the number six spot. And the, sure. for the it was okay. It was better than uh, the first the first two Jurassic Park sequels. But it's, the OG JP is still my favorite, and it always will be. For the top five guys, this is two billion territory. <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War at number five. Okay. Yep. Star Wars: The Force Awakens at number four. Highest grossing okay. Star Wars movie of all time. That was an event, though. We all know that was the event. Just like Phantom Menace, it was the event. So everybody had to go see it, and then when it wasn't as good as people wanted it to be, even though I still really liked it, they slacked on the next two. That's usually that's how it went with uh, Phantom Menace, too. That's why we didn't talk about the other two. In the number three spot, one of the... All three movies in the top three have been number one at one point. And this was Titanic, $2.1 billion. Holy shit. That's still up there, huh? Yep. I remember it was in the theater for fucking ever. Yeah, because it was super, super popular. It was there for like half the year that year. <clears throat> at number two, Avengers Endgame, $2.7 billion which also peaked at number one, but then number one got retaken by Avatar because it's once again playing in theaters worldwide. $2.8 billion. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. <laughs> Not a single set of that is mine. Oh, my God. Can we just all agree that it's it's just blue people Pocahontas? <laughs> Did you ever see the thing where somebody took the script from Pocahontas and just crossed it off and put in Avatar names? And it's the same fucking story. <laughs> it <laughs> is, though. Literally the it same is. story. We have, like, five more of those coming up in, like, the next seven years. And guess what? I won't be watching any of those either. I won't be watching them, because what's the point? I didn't like the first one. It's been It's been too long. And I'm it's sorry. Been way too long. I'm sorry, Mark, if you're listening to this. I'm sorry. Flight of Passage was fun, but that is in no way, shape, or form my favorite ride. He told us when he he, he helped us get on that ride, to his credit, and he said, this is going to be your favorite ride. And it was fun. It was not my favorite ride. It ain't. Mountain. Woo! I really like the riverboat, though. I haven't been on it. It's good. And, and that's surprising because I was still working at Disney. So I could have at any point. I just didn't because it didn't interest me because I don't want to do anything Avatar. 
what the fuck is now, happening. Rise of the Resistance is worth it. Worth it, worth it, worth it, worth it, worth it. That is a cool ride. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <sighs> well, there you have it. That was the list. What a crazy list. So, do you notice that like 90% of it is owned by Disney? Yep. That's a global phenomenon, dude. Disney owns the world. At least ever, the world of entertainment. Do you ever see the thing where it was like uh it's Disney climbing the the Mortal Kombat ladder of all the franchises that it's overtaken? No. Let me see, let me see if sounds... I can let me see if I can find that real quick. Yeah, Disney Mortal Kombat ladder. I want to see if I can actually find the the meme. Because it was uh Yeah. It's um it's LucasArts, Marvel, and 20th Century Fox, and then it's Mickey climbing the ladder, and it's like DC, Toei Animation, McDonald's, Nintendo, and Warner Brothers. <laughs> it's like, yep, they're coming for all of you. You know, if Disney ever buys DC, we're going to get Marvel versus DC stuff. You know we will. I know. God damn it, do it. Pull the trigger, Disney. Did you ever see uh there there's the one it's Sub Zero trying to pick up Elsa in a bar? <laughs> I think that one's pretty funny too. Uh who would win that fight? I have, I, have, I have my money on Elsa. Yeah, like I'm I'm like, well Sub Zero, I'm like, no, actually no, Elsa would probably kick the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, Elsa- I feel like don't get me wrong, Sub-Zero is the better fighter, but, like, Alice's powers are pretty fucking crazy. Oh, if it's a freaking brawl, Sub-Zero would probably kick her ass. He's got muscles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she works out that much. She's been isolated for how long? She doesn't work out. I think Elsa could have taken down the Night King. His powers are stupid. <laughs> All right, so those are some grossing movies. Let's let's switch gears and offend some people with the word moist in this week's entertainment challenge. Oh, Katie, I hope you're listening. Katie, we love you. <clears throat> I do not apologize. Uh, this game came from Jeff Trelowitz. See, he was the guy that reminded me that he goes, hey, this is your reminder to do an entertainment challenge this week. And I said, thank you. Because you reminded me, you get to pick the game. What kind of game would you like? So he said, take a song lyric and replace a word with the word moist. Done. So here we go. You guys ready? Yep. Well, let's get, let's get you guys a little moist. This is Brian James Leon with I don't want anybody else. When I think about you, I moist myself. That's funny. Point. I mean, it's already about masturbation. <laughs> Point from Eric. Dan? I don't know. I think touch myself is better than mo- getting moist. <laughs> I 
I think the original lyrics are better. Still. So, so no, you get nothing. All right, that's one and oh, and that leaves it to me. And I say, sorry, Brian, but no, it doesn't work with the aesthetic of lyric of the song. Sorry. All right, Matt Hardman from the Race Nerd Podcast and loyal patron. Brian's a patron too. Forgot to say that. Sorry, Brian. You're a patron now. Uh, Matt's is pick up my guitar and play just like yesterday. Then I'll get on my knees and pray we don't get moist again. <laughs> Thoughts? Dan, you're a who guy. Yeah, I'm continuing the song in my head. <laughs> okay, so. I don't know the lyrics. <clears throat> the original is Won't Get Fooled Again. I liked it enough. I will give it a point. Anybody else? I'll second. Okay. Dan? Sorry, I just finished the song in my head. It's points. As a point. Okay. Three points to Matt. Now, it was... I forgot to mention this. It was replace a word or add a word. Because this next one's an addition. Eric, this is Miranda. You ready for this? Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to sing this one. Don't stop believing. Hold on to that moist feeling. Gross. <laughs> That's what makes it good. Oh, it's good. Eric, you a freak? You a freak, Eric? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> point. Yeah, point. So is that three points? Yeah. That is three points. All right. From host of the Board to Death Binge Cast, one of the main members of the clan, loyal patron Jay Winger. Mama just killed a man, put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger. Now he's moist. <laughs> what the hell? Speaking of freaks. You know wow. freak? Man? You freak? Freaky diggies need love, too. That's point for me and earmark. Ah, here we go. First earmark. So are we all in agreement that that's a point? Yeah. All right. Eric's going to earmark that. I did really like that one. All right. So Jeff came up with the game. So he's going to be the next entry. Into the great moist open under them skies of blue. Out in the great moist open, a rebel without a clue. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> Does he get two points for using it twice? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, then he gets one from me. Yeah, he gets a point. <clears throat> All right. So that's three points to Mr. Trellowitz. All right. Here comes Hannah's entry. We're no strangers to love. 
you know the rules, and so do I. A full commitment's what I'm thinking of. You wouldn't get this moist from any other guy. <laughs> Point and earmark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll get a side cosine with that one. Ugh, gross. Gross. <laughs> I just gonna tell you how I'm feeling. She also said you're welcome for the Rickroll. Ugh. <laughs> Alright. Are we in agreement then? Three points? Yeah. Alright. Our final entry is from loyal patron Randy Moyer. I'm moist, Daba Deep Daba Da. God damn it! <laughs> Why the fuck am I laughing so hard at that? Point. Because it's fucked out with the moist little window and the moist Corvette, and everything is moist for him and himself. Oh, so I God. came up okay. with an I came up with an entry, and it's really gross. She's the little moist lady from Pasadena. <laughs> Sorry. Are we in agreement uh, then that Randy gets three points? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, add that to my earmark list as well. All right. So we've got, we have the three earmarks. We've got the Bohemian Rhapsody. Pulled my trigger. Now he's moist. We have the Rickroll. We'll get this moist from any other guy. And then we have moist Dabba Dee Dabba Da. So there you go. Are we then? <laughs> okay. I really have to think about this. I have a girlfriend, and she is so moist. But, like, being Rickrolled in our own game (laughs) was pretty good, yeah. Well fucking played. You're giving your point to Hannah, aren't you? I don't know, man. Alright. Yeah, I'm giving my point to Hannah. So that last one was fucking just cracked me up. You know what? No, fuck it. Randy, you get it. (laughs) You get my point. Sorry, Hannah. Well, Hannah gets my point. So Randy gets a point from Eric. Hannah gets a point from me. Dan. Eiffel 65. All right. So Randy is your winner this week. I'm moist. Davidita. Wow. So simple. <laughs> but yet it works. Yep. Wow. Moist wow, wow, is wow. the color of all that I wear. Moist is the color of your energy. Whoa. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, I know there's so much. Get up, come on, get moist with the sickness. Ew. Ah, uh, we could go all all day. So yeah, so there you go. These are moist songs. So apologies to Katie, Michelle, if you're listening. I know you hate that word too. <laughs> moister than an oyster. <clears throat> So, yes. Okay, so speaking of things I wanted to talk about this week, I put out a poll on Facebook that I thought would be fun to discuss. Got a lot of good feedback here, and I want to read some of these results to you guys. So, 
I was thinking about this because of how much I friggin' love Smash Brothers Ultimate and how often I play it and how much I love all the characters and all the things and all the memes and everything and the videos people make of it. But the bottom line is it's a game I'm really fucking bad at. I just am. I'm really bad at Smash Brothers Ultimate. I'm bad at Smash Brothers in general. I've never been great at Smash Brothers. But it's a game I love even though I'm bad at it. So I asked on Facebook, what are some games that people play that they love the game, but they are admittedly pretty bad at it? Before I read uh, the feedback here, I'd like to get your opinions. Do you guys have a game that you know that you're bad at, but you still really like it? Yes. And and the, the thing is, like, I know that I'm bad at it, but every time I play it, I swear I'm good at it. And that's League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> League of Legends. Yeah. You're not the only one I've heard that from. I mean, they give you this feeling of, like, you're doing really well. Like, really, motherfucker, I'm, like, 0 and 13. <laughs> like, I died 13 times. I got no kills, no assists. But really you love it, right and now. you keep playing it. That's the thing, right? Just because... Yeah. Sure. Dan, what was yours? Even though you're the Suckzor. No, but what was your game? I thought you said one too. No, uh, but probably XCOM. But that's like how that game works. Oh, it XCOM lies. is fucking. It lies to you. A ninety percent chance you're gonna hit that shot. Yup, and you fucking miss, and you're like, I feel betrayed. I miss a shotgun shot where my tip of my shotgun is touching them in the chest. If, if you haven't played XCOM, XCOM is a strategy game. Uh, think of it like a like a chess piece, right? But oh, each piece Mario has their own. Rabbids. Oh yeah! If you played Mario Rabbids, you've played XCOM, but like Mario <laughs> that's the best comparison I've ever heard. It's literally Mario XCOM. Is yeah. exactly what it is. Oh my god, that's freaking great. Uh, I'm over here trying to like just actually describe it, and he's just like Mario Rabbits. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's it right, right there. So, all right, so here are some feedback from friends from Joseph <laughs> from Joseph K, or JK3 from our old wrestling group here. So no one told you life was gonna be this moist. You knew I was gonna do that. <laughs> uh, so Joseph says his answer is Halo 3. I play online with two of my friends and always be the worst one on our team, but I had so much fun. That was me with Gears of War. I was really bad at Gears of War, but I loved playing that with you guys, with uh, Rob and Roman and... We had a lot of fun playing Gears. I was bad at it, but I had to- I had a ton of fun. Uh, this one is from our old friend Dylan from the wrestling group. Mortal Kombat. Love the story, but suck at competitive. <laughs> me too, bud. Dude, well, what's about being competitive? Then that's me in every game because I, I can be the best person <laughs> in a game with, in, even in my friend group. I go online against anybody. It's it's over. 
I'm the fucking worst. My 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 thing with Mortal Kombat is that I was always so bad at playing against other people that when I would actually win a fight, I would be so shocked that I won, I would blank on executing a fatality. So all my fights ended anticlimactically because they would just stand there and die. Right, this one's not really an answer, so I'm going to skip it. Uh, our friend Maurice chimes in here. Dan knows Maurice. From He said, Street Fighter and all the WWE 2K games. I'll co-sign with that. I'm not very good at Street Fighter, but I do enjoy it. And yeah, the any any 2K sports game, if I'm playing that against somebody online, I'm done. There's no point. It's not fun for me because everybody's just way better. So here's Brian's answer. When I'm, he says what he's playing currently is an RPG called Path of Exile. It's super fun and addicting as hell, but some of the tougher bosses he'll never be able to beat. You guys ever play that Path of Exile? I've heard it. Yeah. I actually have Path of Exile. It's really good. It's really fucking hard though, because it's all about like comboing your abilities together. And so free to play Diablo style game. Gotcha. Uh, Kyle, who plays with us in Among Us on occasion, co-signs on Smash Brothers. Loves it, but absolutely horrible. Agreed. Uh, my old friend Bo, who worked with me at Harry Potter, said FIFA. And I know he's a big soccer guy because he's always at the Orlando, the Orlando games. Orlando City Soccer. But yeah, he's a... Uh, so I know he's a big FIFA guy, but he's says he's not good at it. Uh, this actually comes from one of my wrestler buddies. And I want to make sure that I'm saying the right one here, because there's two... It's one of the stepdads, and I don't want to give out his real name. Although he is using it on social media, so I guess I'm not really spoiling anything. But... In any case, uh, we'll just go with his answer. <laughs> Once again, Smash Brothers, he goes, if I win, it's by accident. And that does happen despite not really understanding the strategy. Sometimes you just get lucky and other people just kill themselves. And then you're just like, oh, you fell? Cool. I guess I'm up now. Radley Belmont, that's which one. That's which stepdad this is. I wanted to make sure I had the right stepdad. Says so blanking on the the gimmick name Radley Belmont, which is a fucking awesome name, by the way. Uh, from our friend Chris Decker on the A Show, almost every game I play, <laughs> that's called self awareness. Uh, from Michael, who worked with me at Kilimanjaro Safari, this is a good one. The Ninja Gaiden series took me thirty years and stopping and saving on the NES Classic to beat the first one. Yeah. Those games are hard. I've tried. I've tried them. They they wreck you. They're all very difficult. They are fun, though. They're fun. But it's one of those games where you start getting stuck on a certain level and you're replaying the first level so much that you start making stupid errors on the first levels because now you're getting bored with them. It's one of those games. Uh, from Christina, another Safari alumni. The Legend of Zelda, 
any of them. She also said Super Mario Brothers 3. She's died 35 times in one sitting. So have I. I did that when I did my Mario 3 uh, playthrough. I did a stream of that a while back. No warp whistles. I just played through as far as I could go, and I collected a ton of lives, and then I lost all of them. And I was it was just unhappy at that point. Just unhappy. Uh, from Timothy, he says Battlefield. He's more of a Call of Duty guy, but he plays Battlefield because they are fun. Our friend Chris, Chris Wright from the wrestling group, MLB The Show. It's fun, but I can't pitch worth a damn. Oh, that's why some people are hitters and some people are pitchers, right? I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I never played one of the show games, so I don't really know how the pitching me mechanics work in it. You can change how you can. There's like three or four different schemes you can use. I use the easiest one myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, arcade pitching is fun, but sometimes I just want to hit a button and let an aim. So, uh, from my good friend Megan, Mortal Kombat, with a sad emoji. Agreed. Uh, from Tristan, Tetris, once that speed goes up, I'm hit or miss. Yeah, me too, buddy. So, I was playing on my Raspberry Pi. I found a Tetris game on, like, the Game Boy Advance, Right. Or maybe it was a Game Boy Color. It was like Tetris DX, and I had my best game of Tetris ever. I made it to level 21 before I was finally done. And I was choking by the end, because that speed got ridiculous. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm still alive. And then I made that one crucial error where the piece didn't go right, and that was it. It was, it was like almost insta-death after that. They stacked up real fast. Because at that speed, yeah. one mistake kills you. The box. That's how it works. Uh, and then the last one I'll read here is from our good friend and patron, Robert. Call of Duty. I'm something pretty awful in a lot of first-person shooters. Me too. Me too, buddy. Except for Goldeneye. I was really good at Goldeneye. But that's also a really easy first-person shooter. That's very much a point-and-shoot game. There's not too much strategy there, except get ammo and shoot. So, there you have it. There's another little seg here. So, we've done we've done everything that I actually planned on talking about. We haven't even hit. We're only a little over an hour and a half in, so we still got a little bit of time. So, Dan, why don't you update us on some of the stuff you're watching recently and catch us up on some of your recent movies, shows, etc. Dan, I actually... I don't do anything in a bit. I think I probably watched a couple more of the DC things. Let me look real quick. On the left. The DC animated universe. None of those movies ranked anywhere. Well, obviously not. They're straight to video. <laughs> I know. Just like Disney sequels that we don't like to talk about. <laughs> uh, far is good. Yeah, you know what? The both Aladdin sequels I actually enjoyed. Oh, I didn't watch the third one. It's actually not bad. It actually wraps the story. The genie even comes back as the merchant at the end to wrap the story. Oh, yeah? It's the official conclusion of the Aladdin saga. Because they get married. But is it Dan Castellaneta? As... No, it's Robin Williams. He came back for the genie for the... 
They got they they got him. It's on Disney Plus. You should watch it. It's actually pretty good. All right. So I don't know where I left off last time. I had watched Batman and Harley Quinn. I've watched Gotham by Gaslight and Suicide Squad. Hell to pay, maybe. I've seen through Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Okay. Uh, so you're almost done. I am on Batman Hush, which I heard they changed a couple of things to make it not so good. That's the issue. Is sometimes they change one or two things as it's a good. Like I told you about Killing Joke, they change like the ending, and it's not cool. It's not cool, dude. I I don't. Yeah, I I get it. When you change too much from the source material, sometimes it can ruin the experience. Yeah, I have I have seven remaining. What is something that they changed from the source material that you ended up really liking in spite of it, like a, a book to movie adaptation or cause I've always said that the Lord of the Rings trilogy was better than the books. Cause they got rid of a lot of stupid stuff and they, they, they cast it perfectly. They got the visuals. Perfect. They, you got a problem with Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadillo. I mean, Maybe. <laughs> it, he's not really a necessary character. <laughs> uh, do you think he's a necessary character? I mean, it would have been fun, and he would have had the song. I also find the books to be a very tedious read. That's the other thing. I, I don't look at them as a... Uh, like... I know some of it is the uh, the writing the writing style, like the his his actual writing style. It's another reason why I struggle to read Stephen King novels, because he can be very descriptive and droning in places he probably doesn't need to be, and he doesn't really get to the point. His stories are good, but there's a lot of crap you have to get through to get to the story, the good parts of the story. So like. I don't know, but or you know, like in the Silmarillion, he tells this epic story about a guy seizing, going after a castle of people to save his love. Yeah, and then they turn it into shit. And it's told in it's this epic story is told in like two sentences. <laughs> yeah, like okay. He killed many enemies, and but was eventually pierced by many arrows and died. And you're just like, holy fuck. That could have been a movie. That could have been an entire book. It was like three sentences. I mean, sometimes you can tell an entire backstory in a few, a few minutes. It, look at Bill Burr's character in Mandalorian. I, I mean, that's true, yeah. But don't a lot of people think agree that like the Dark Tower adaptation is one of the worst ones that they've done? I mean, I've never seen it and I've never read them, so I can't really judge. But like, well, that's the thing. Like, Shawshank Redemption is one of the greatest movies ever made. Period. I mean, I haven't read the book, but I'd like to think that it's probably pretty. It's a short story, actually. I think. Oh well, then there you go. So it's not even a full book. There and, are many books I have not read. 
But then there's like there's like the shining, which is so different from the source material that King hated it, but I fucking love that movie. I love the movie. I haven't actually seen the remake of it, but I've heard it's more faithful to the book and not I to mean, sleep which on one? it. I know there's a, the miniseries and everything, too. I, I have been told multiple times not to sleep on it, so. I mean, there are things that I understand, like, okay, the Harry Potter movies are a good example. Some of those books were so long that adapting them into a movie was going to be difficult. You're going to have to leave stuff out. You always have to. But And the argument I've always seen with Harry Potter is like, no, no, we as fans don't need it to be word for word from the book, super faithful. But it's when you're cutting things that are crucial and you're changing things not for the better is where we have the problem. Like, the disclusion of Dobby was a big complaint from a lot of people. Like, I've heard people say that, like, okay, yes, I absolutely would have loved Peeves. And it really sucks that you cut him and Ludo Bagman and everything. But what you did with Dobby actually ruins the story because then his death doesn't hold as strongly as it could. And I agree with that. That's always been my biggest problem with them cutting Dobby. It's, yeah. And then my favorite scene in all of Harry Potter is that in the movie with Molly and the Boggart. Oh yeah, which they don't. Yeah, they they should have done that. Such a powerful scene. And then you read the thing where it's like, even in Molly's worst nightmare, the twins were still together. And you're just like, did you really have to do that? Did you have to do that? Did you have to point that out? Why don't you just? But, but the fourth movie was so long that when they signed the guy for make the fifth movie, he's like, I gotta. Make it shorter. Purposely make it too short. Cut everything. Longest book, shortest. Now, granted, I understand that they do cut a lot of the school stuff, which probably isn't going to translate well. Right? Like, we don't need to see them in school all the time. But there are a lot of action sequences and things that you could have kept in. So, I don't know. What's another? What's what's a what's a good? I mean, good comic to film adaptations. I mean, a, I haven't heard a lot of complaints about what Marvel and DC have been doing. Like, okay, yeah, I heard complaints about DC from the director choices, but everybody seems to agree that Snyder cut was pretty fucking badass. What I like is a direct adaptation, Watchmen, and there's only one big change. The um. He sets up this Dr. Manhattan is to blame for what happens because he uses his power source where in the comic he creates this huge like space squid that will show up and like blows up New York and dies. So it's like the, the they- it comes together in the comic book over a supposed alien invasion that they stopped. Where in this one, they do a better adaptation for the show than they did the movie. If you've seen the Watchmen show, well, I have HBO Max now, so <laughs> there you go. 
Yeah. yeah. If you watch that, you'll, you'll like it. You'll enjoy it. That's another one I've been telling you not to sleep on. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about, uh, here, here's, here's a good, here's a good example of a book I love and a movie I love. Jurassic Park. The first one. The book is very good. It's, and the movie takes a lot of the elements and yes, they do make a lot of changes, but the movie is still very good. Like some of the, some of the big changes. Have you guys ever read the Jurassic Park novel? The actual Michael Crichton novel? No. Okay. So a couple of the changes. One, John Hammond actually dies in it. He falls down a hill and breaks his ankle and the compies get him. So he's also in the movie. He's very charming. He's like a charming, he's like a charming, like excited little kid type character in the book. He's, he's a freaking asshole. So he gets what he deserves. Um, Nedry's death is almost exactly the same, except in the book, it's super gory. Like, he he can he ha- he's literally holding his own guts in his hands at one point after he gets slashed open, and he's still alive, as the Dilophosaurus killing him. Um, other changes. I know that Ray Arnold is actually John Arnold, and he's a white guy. I think they they changed the John because they had too many Johns. Uh, the other big changes: Muldoon and Gennaro both live. Muldoon is still a badass. Gennaro is actually more badass in the book. Like, yeah, he's he's still a lawyer, but he does a lot more. He's not just a whiny pissant. <clears throat> Malcolm, quote unquote, dies, although his death is like not really canon because he comes back in the next one. Uh, Dr. Wu, which was played by what's his name in the movies because he's back in Jurassic World. What's that actor's name? Jesus Christ, I'm blanking uh, on the name. Yeah. B.D. Wong? I know who you're talking about. I just, I just don't, yeah, I don't know yeah. his name. So like, I don't think I ever knew his name. So. Well, like In the movie, he's a passing character. He's actually a central character in the Jurassic Park novel, and he gets killed. And then uh, there's another guy entirely named Ed Regis, who, if I remember the description correctly, he's a ginger, and he's wearing a Mets hat. And he actually gets the Gennaro death. Not on the toilet, but like, he gets killed by the T-Rex. There's two T-Rexes. There's an adult and a juvenile. And there's a whole bunch of different species of dinosaurs, including stegosaurs. In fact, the part where uh, Ellie stays behind with the dinosaur was a stegosaur in the book. But the big change is a lot. There's a lot of scientific and philosophic garble, right? So they cut a lot of that stuff out. To make room for the action in the movie. So can you really like, really be anti, anti movie for making so many changes? It knew what it was doing. Oh yeah, and they, they griswold the kids. The kids' ages are reversed. Lex is actually the, uh, Lex is the jock and Tim's the computer geek and he's older. <laughs> so that's, that's another change that they made. Uh, but I, I mean, Grant and Sadler are pretty much the same, same characters and everything, except that there's no like, will there, won't they romance teased with them at all. It's literally, uh, yeah, she's married to somebody and this guy's just an eccentric. 
but it is still a very good book. A lot of scenes from the book they reutilize in the other two Jurassic Park movies, like uh, the T-Rex behind the waterfall, uh, the T-Rex in the water, they use that for the Spinosaur. Uh, in Lost World, they do the... Um, uh, there, what, there's a big one in Lost World that I'm trying to remember that got cut. Uh, I'm blanking on it now, but yeah, I mean, they reuse, they redo a bunch of stuff that like didn't make it in. Oh, the, uh, the little girl that gets attacked on the beach that kind of, uh, sparks the events. That's in the first book. That's why they're having issues because dinosaurs are getting onto the mainland. In fact, one scene that's in the book that thankfully isn't in the movie is, this poor old, this poor old Spanish speaking nurse in some like rundown orphanage walks in and walks into one of the dinosaurs literally eating one of the infants out of its crib and runs away with the car- carcass in the night. It's like, well, yeah, some stuff you're not going to put into the damn movie. So there's, uh, there's your changes there. So for anybody who's like, oh, I guess I don't have to read the book now. You spoiled everything. Oh, for Christ's sakes, it's Jurassic Park. You've seen the movie. It's still pretty. Dinosaurs break out and do shit. They do what? <laughs> what do they do? They They're do not what? supposed to break out. They do what dinosaurs do. Yeah, but if the Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. That's one of my favorite fucking lines. <laughs> I mean, with Disneyland open, nothing worked. <laughs> yeah, well. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I am. You know what I actually got a chance to read, finally? Uh, the Christmas Carol novel. I got it for Christmas. I got the, the book. It's a very short, easy read. And... Mm-hmm. Now I really appreciate Muppets Christmas Carol because they really put lines in that book in that movie and work with them. That's why Muppet Christmas Carol is the best Christmas Carol adaptation. (laughs) The Marleys were dead. What? This is a kid's movie. Well, that's how the book begins. The first line in the book is, is, is Jacob Marley's dead. Like, that's like the first line in the book. And they really do get a lot of those lines in. Like, some of the lines that seem weird, like Scrooge randomly talking about cheese, He ta- that's what he does in the book. His interaction with the spirits are in the book. And the spirit descriptions are a ghostly little girl and a giant and the Grim Reaper. Muppets gets it right. Muppets fucking gets it right. That's why you need to appreciate Muppet Christmas Carol, damn it. And the I- Grim Reaper. I mean, that's what it looks like. It looks like Death Incarnate. It's a shrouded figure. It never speaks. You can't see its head. All those lines when Scrooge is, like, begging the Grim Reaper that he'll do better as a person, that's all in that damn book. While he's, like, looking at his gravestone, he's because he knows what he's about to see. We need more adaptations like that. You know what was a really shitty book-to-movie adaptation? Someone's going to hate me for this. James and the Giant Peach. They changed way too much that made that book good. And I, I can't I can't react to the dead-eye claymation of James. I'm sorry. Well, I remember that movie. I remember seeing it. The end of the book is like, what, 
act one of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a decently clever idea for a book, but oh, I got one. The freaking cat in the hat. <laughs> Remember that movie? Remember that? Ad- I love that adaptation. The Do one you? with uh, Mike Myers. Mike Myers. Yeah, you actually like that. Funny. Okay, <clears throat> I was I was really really drunk when I saw it. Though. So, so if you watch and it, I also sober. saw it in theaters for free. I, I saw it well because the movie came out. What year? Two thousand four. God, I don't know. 2005, 2004? Look it up real quick. Because I'm pretty sure I saw it as an employee when I was still worked at Disney. 2003. Or not Disney. Yeah, Universal. Yeah. So, 2003, I still worked at Universal. I saw it as a, um early preview for, like, cast members. You know how they do that? Yeah. Type of thing. And I thought it was hysterical. But then again, I thought it was hysterical mainly because of all the inside jokes for for team members. Oh, there. there's a, there's a bunch in there, a bunch. It's almost like the movie was meant for, for the people that worked at universal. It didn't, it didn't seem like it was meant for anybody else. <laughs> it has a 4.0 on IMDb. So it's not in the bottom 100, but it's also not very good. Hey, four out of five ain't bad. <laughs> it's not based off of a five point scale. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it got a four. Well, out of five? No. Out of ten? No. Out of a hundred? Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> we got it. We we're going to do that list on a future episode. We're going to pull up the IMDb bottom 100 and see how many of those movies we've seen or even heard of because some of them are like. Some of them are just, like, you've never even fucking heard of them before. But that's just it, right? Like, a lot of them are, like, just horrible B-movies or super super panned films, so you were never going to see them anyway. But if you... We, we could also do one on the highest rated movies of all time and see how many of those we've seen, because I haven't seen a lot of them. I mean, I've seen number one well, and number two, which is... Shawshank Redemption and The Godfather. You got to remember the the ones that are like really highly ranked are like these artistic people who are just like oh you need to see Life of Pi or something. I I haven't seen that movie. But, I have but not seen just that. Saying, like I've seen right. The Life Aquatic. <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Oh my god, I've seen. I've seen Mean Girls. Does that count? No. It's like, what the? It's just those movies weren't meant for us. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I need action movies. I need shit blowing up. I need big screen blockbuster. Or I need raunchy ass comedies that don't apologize for anything. Or both. A raunchy comedy where shit blows up? Yeah, it's called Hot Fuzz, and it's amazing. (laughs) It's my favorite movie, is Hot Fuzz. Shaun of the Dead, World's End, and Hot Fuzz, the Cornetto Trilogy. So good. 
Oh, those movies are fucking phenomenal. <laughs> well, that's just it, like, right? Like, if you go, if you're gonna go to the movie theater, right? And I know how much we, we've we've had these discussions before. Going to the movie theater, you're usually going to see big blockbusters, right? Because you want to see something that you want, something that you know is going to be good on the big screen. So the big, the, the big genre of movies I don't see in the theater are comedies because you don't have to see a comedy on the big screen. I actually prefer to watch comedies on the small screen because then I can laugh at them and rewind to get to the stuff that I missed while I was laughing. Plus it really sucks when other people in the theater are laughing and they're laughing at shit that's not funny at all. La- yeah, so fucking loud you can't hear anything else. Oh, and you get the one person in the theater with the loud, obnoxious laugh that drowns out everybody else, and you're like, oh, there's there's always one in every theater. You can't even escape it. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember... Oh, man. The, I was watching... I can't remember the name of the movie, but this guy had the weirdest fucking laugh, and it was just like, oh, oh. Oh, and it was so <laughs> loud and dumb that I started laughing at the laugh, not the actual <laughs> fucking movie. Oh, that's amazing. So real quick, would you like to know what, according to IMDb, are the top rated comedy films? I'll just do the top five. <clears throat> Go at, for it. At number five is Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Did you ever see that, Eric? I know Dan's seen it. No. Wait, hold on. These are not in order. This is sorted by list order. Hold on. Popularity. Hold on. Person who did this did not do this list right. You have to sort it by popularity or IMDb rating. They just did it by their own list. Like, no, you idiots. Dr. Strangelove is actually number two. So I screwed that up. All right. Now that I've got the correct order. Uh, Some Like It Hot, oh no, sorry, Big Lebowski is number five, Some Like It Hot is number four, Monty Python and the Holy Grail is number three, Dr. Strangelove is number two, and then Modern Times is number one. Modern Times, of course, is a Charlie Chaplin movie. I've only seen, like, two of those things. Well, Charlie Chaplin movies are fucking hysterical. They are hysterical. So I, mean, that's I, a, I believe it. I just haven't seen them. Oh God, IMDb just literally that list. Which two do you think I've seen? Monty Python and Big Lebowski. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't easy. think I didn't think you would have seen. Oh my God! I hate when this thing gives me alerts when I'm recording a podcast because now everybody has to hear it because it records my desktop audio. Fucking. This is why I actually can't. I I mute it too. Like I go to my thing and I tell it to mute all alerts. And it's like, okay, and then it gives them to me anyway. So, like, just stop. No notifications, period. Thank you. Yes. So, other comedies up here include Life of Brian, Young Frankenstein, Groundhog Day. Uh, Let's see. Shaun of the Dead is actually number 14. That makes me happy. Blues Brothers, This is Spinal Tap, Christmas Story. Ghostbusters. 
Yeah, so there's a, there's some good stuff on here. I mean, here's the thing about Charlie Chaplin movies. They're silent films, so it's all based on slapstick. But they're fun. They, they are fun. I just don't know if I could watch it without sound or whatnot. So you're, yeah, you need your talkies. Yep. Although if you really want to watch a funny ass silent movie, watch Mel Brooks's silent movie. Dan and I have seen that and it's fucking hysterical. Yep. And, and there's one spoken line in the entire movie and it's by the famous mime, Marcel Marceau. <laughs> He's the only one who actually speaks a spoken line in the whole movie. <laughs> because that's how Mel Brooks operates. Uh, Blazing Saddles is on this list. So is Airplane. Office Space. The Hangover. It's the South Park movie. Superbad. Home Alone. Naked Gun. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. These are all great movies. Animal House. Animal House. Have you ever seen that, Eric? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, because that's fucking classic. Mad, 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 mad world. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, which is fucking hysterical. That's from 1948. Galaxy Quest is in the top 500 of highest rated comedies. That's what? pretty cool. Yeah. Number 43. That's about a movie I haven't seen in a while. It's a good movie, too. Beverly Hills Cop, Dumb and Dumber, Caddyshack. I'm going, like, down the list now. Big, Borat, Anchorman, Team America. There's a lot. There's a lot in here. School of Rock, Spaceballs. Hey, Coming to America. I did not see the sequel yet. I haven't seen the sequel either, but, you know, the first one was great. Old School, 40-Year-Old Virgin. That's a That's a good movie. That's a funny movie. The Birdcage. That's classic. Really? Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? I mean, I guess. it's not. That's not my type of it, movie, though. That's a, so funny, dude. That's a stoner movie. Isn't it, Eric? That's why it's... It is. That's why it's great. <laughs> hey, if you ever want to go to White Castle, we have to go to Allentown. That's the closest one to me. <laughs> There's White Castles all over. Over Michigan, and I will say that 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 that's nice. Yeah, that is that is actually pretty nice. I mean, it's not that far away. It's like an hour and twenty minutes. And growing up in Vernon, New Jersey, I'm used to driving long distances for shit. So it's it's doable for me. But I mean, I know some people would fight me on that. This is how we're going to end this week's podcast, aren't we? We're going to start talking about food now. <laughs> Isn't that like how we always end? On honestly, it's like I mean, end, yeah, like, we're fucking hungry. So, talking about subs and sandwiches and all sorts of shit. So what's happening for me today after we're done recording is I'm actually going to see my family and we're going to be driving up to New Jersey. It's about a three hour car ride. And my wife actually texted me while we were recording to see what we can eat on the way that we can have in the car. And I'm just like, any of it, whatever sounds good, because I'm hungry and I can eat almost anything in the car, even while I'm driving. Like, like not stupid shit like super tacos or things that will like blatantly be messy. But like, you put a sandwich in my hand, I can eat it. What is your favorite driving food? Dan, I know you're not a big driver, but Eric and I both drive professionally even. What is <laughs> your, what's your big driving food? You have to have one. 
Yes. So, um, it really, it really depends, like, what I'm in the mood for, but, and this is gonna sound really disgusting and weird, gas station taquitos are, like, the shit. Dude, taquitos are amazing. <laughs> I love taquitos. And that's actually easy to eat in the car, because they're really not messy. Right? And that's, that's the best part. Like, you can't eat a taco or a burrito while you're driving. You cannot. No. You can't. That will fall apart. It will be messy. And I'm sorry, but some foods you have to be parked to so you can savor and enjoy. Yeah. Ta- tacos like, and you can always have fries, right? But, like, you yeah. can't have, like, fries and a, a burger or whatever. That's, that's whatever. But, like... I mean, if you get a McDonald's burger, you can eat that while you're driving because that's already pretty compact. But they... you still run the risk of making a mess. And yeah, yeah. The would ketchup. you even consider that a basic yeah. burger? Yes. If you get anything other than the basic, like burger. you can't eat a Whopper while you're driving. You can't eat a Big no. Mac while you're driving, but you can eat a McChicken. Yeah. You know Definitely. what? You know what's a really good driving food? KFC popcorn chicken. Just keep popping them. That is a good driving food. I agree with you, but I don't like with everything that's going on right now. I don't want to touch my food. That's why taquitos. You got the the, the little wrap that it comes in, or not wrap, but the little container. See, I'm vaccinated. I don't really pop it anymore. Up. Just give me food. <laughs> I, I'm full. <laughs> so like that and jerky. Like Slim Jims or st- and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, well, I love those little snacks. Well, trail food is always good, too. Like, I yeah. mean, you can drive and eat a candy bar. Like, you can eat a Snickers. That's not really messy. The big okay. issue with a bucket of popcorn chicken is when it runs out and your mouth is used to the chewing motion for a time. And then it starts driving you nuts that you're not chewing anymore. So you're a masticator. It's just you, you, you get in like a groove after a while, and then you run out. And then you're like, oh. And see, then you can you can physically feel the lack of presence. Of, see, of- I'm, I'm not sad because I have nothing to chew. I'm just sad because I'm out of food. <laughs> just, right. I just want more food. So I looked it up. My nearest White Castle is 214 miles away in London, Kentucky. Well, goddamn, son. Good God, man. I'm so sorry. The good news is they're open from six in the morning to three in the morning, so I would make it there in time if I left. <laughs> Did I tell you one of my one of my uh, goals in life is to go to the Dairy Queen in Hyden, Kentucky? No, the titular Dairy Queen. You know, you know the Dairy. Eric doesn't know the Dairy Queen. I'm going to end the podcast with a with a pro wrestling story that anyone out there can appreciate because you don't have to know wrestling to get this story. So one of my favorite people in wrestling is Jim Cornette. He was a manager back in the 80s and everything, and he's a very hot-headed personality. He has a podcast now. He's very opinionated and very stuck with his opinions. Uh, even though I don't always agree with what he says, I respect him for sticking to his guns because you know how many people will fluctuate because – Somebody paid them to have a different opinion, etc. You know what that's like, Eric. You know what it's, you know, people who sold out change their minds because they got a promotion or something. I'm sure you've seen that before. I know oh, I have. Yeah. But this guy sticks to his guns. But one of the things is that 
he is uh, he has a hot-headed short fuse personality in real life and which is why he was such a great wrestling heel manager because he was good at getting heat from everybody he was good at eliciting riots so this happened in a famous it was famously videoed. You can actually watch it online. It's called Jim Cornette versus the drive through So they had left a show. They were in Hyden, Kentucky. They'd left a show. Everybody was starving. They pulled up to a Dairy Queen and they ordered like 20 cheeseburgers, right? They just like went apeshit ordering cheeseburgers because there was like five guys in the truck. Everybody was starving. And the line took forever for them to get around the building. Like took them like 20 minutes to get up to the window. So when he gets up there, the lady's like, can I help you? He's like, well, yeah, I'm here to pick up my 20 burgers. And she goes, oh, we thought that was a joke order. And he's like, why the fuck would I sit in line for 20 minutes to order 20 burgers and for it be a joke? You think I got nothing better to do, you dumb bitch? And she's like, sir, if you don't, if you don't change, you know, cool down your language right now, I'm not going to serve you at all. And. The guys in the car, it's like Chris Jericho, Lance Storm, and all the other guys, they're like, they're egging him on. They're like, they're fucking with you, Jimmy. She thinks it's a joke. And he's like, how about I come in there and show you how to cook food? And he's like halfway out the car window, like in the restaurant, screaming at them, calling them a dumb bitch. And he drops the C word and everything. Fucking great. And everybody who has who was there for that incident collectively agrees that their burger came with extra sauce that day. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> don't fuck with people who mess with your food no that's like the cardinal rule if they touch your food don't mess with them but also don't mess with hungry wrestlers uh i have one more <laughs> wrestling related story again not not to do with wrestling but wrestlers um do you know who the wrestler al snow is do you ever hear that name no okay he he was around when you were probably watching but he wasn't like a prominent guy but his his whole thing to prominence was his character was a psycho who talked to a mannequin head that he just called head. So people would always be like, we want head. And he would bring out the mannequin head because that's how things worked in the late 90s. What does everybody want? Yeah. And they all scream head. So he and another guy were traveling with a female wrestler. And they they were going through like a super late night drive through, and he was like, "Dude, these people are the are the most fun to mess with." And he's a notorious ribber; he loves pulling pranks. That's one of his things. So what they did was they took the girl and they put her in the back seat of the car and they tied her up and then put a blanket on her. So they order their food right, and when they pull up to the window, as the guy's like leaning in to give him their food, she tosses the blanket up and is sitting there struggling, and they're like, "Hey." We told you to shut up, bitch, or we're going to put you in the trunk. And he looks at the fast food guy and goes, you didn't see nothing. And he just drives off. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we have no idea what happened if they called the cops or whatever, but they entertained themselves that way. So, uh, Fucking with fast food people is always funny. And then, wow. Dan, real quick, do you want to tell the Ken Patera story? Because <laughs> you don't have to understand wrestling to get this one either. <laughs> Ken Patera was a Canadian wrestler. He was known as like the world's strongest man. So he's a big guy. He had to eat. He has to eat. He has to keep them, keep them meats and proteins going. So one night he's incredibly hungry. There's a McDonald's. He wants to eat McDonald's. McDonald's is closed. Fuck that. He's going to get a big rock, break the window and break into the McDonald's. <laughs> Not just a rock. He got a literal boulder and hurled it through the window. So he could break in and get food. And he's legit. Bullshit. Drunk, man. <laughs> he was 
rock, breaks the window at McDonald's, and starts getting the food. <sighs> what the fuck? <coughs> Did he get fired or anything for that? He got arrested. <laughs> well, clearly. They they call it Hungry Hungry Ken Patera. <laughs> It's called it. That's what the story's gotten cycled as. Dude, those stories are so fucking funny. Like, anytime you're fucking... And then there's the saddest wrestling-related food story ever. It was uh, Billy Gunn and the Big Show were running late to a show, so they all they had were was drive through food, and they got cut off on the interstate in Pittsburgh, and the guy was being an asshole, so Big Show decided to fuck with him, so he, he got out of... He got through the window of the car, pulled out his Wendy's triple cheeseburger and hurled it at the guy's car and splattered it on the windshield. And then he's like, it wasn't worth it because when I got to the arena, I was really hungry, man. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. triple cheeseburger. One like equals one prayer. All right. That's a good way to end this week's show because now I'm friggin' starving talking about this. So thank you guys for another great nerd table. Please check out all the great shows on CKCC radio at CKCCradio.com. Check out our partner podcast, the Blake and Sal show, the United We Fan podcast and sick minds of Matt and Eric. When was the uh, newest episode released, Eric? It it was actually released uh, last Friday. So I will probably be recording one tomorrow uh, and then releasing it. But uh, or no, no, it was last Thursday. Okay, so you, so, so by the time they're listening thing. to this episode, there should be another one out there. There should be excellent. Should, and I'd like to not, give a special a special thank you to Jeff, Jay, Glenn, Adrian, Randy, Roll, Matt, Brian, and Robert for being loyal patrons and helping keep the show funded and free. If it wasn't for you guys, we might have to put ads and shit on here or. As a matter of fact, later today, which for you would be two days ago because of <laughs> um, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, I'll be streaming it all weekend. There so, you go. So hopefully you guys have a, will have a – well, you can always go back and watch the stream. And Dan and I will be doing a TEW stream, a, com- a competition. We already streamed our roster drafts. Now our shows are going to compete against each other. And Dan, tell everybody about your charity event coming up. Oh yes, we've got uh, on the twenty Sunday, the twenty third. My dad's birthday. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That it's the the anniversary is my dad's birthday. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, it is. We're doing the Hanakamura Memorial Cup. She was a, a wrestler in Japan who uh, was cyber bullied and killed herself a year ago. Uh, she was a wrestler with a lot of promise. She was like and, 21 or 22. She was yeah. young. Um, she was really good and a lot of promise. And we're going to uh, remember her and have some awareness for suicide prevention and stuff. And we're going to do a tournament in Fire Pro Wrestling. So, so Dan will be streaming that and we'll have a... Uh, I'll put up a donation link on Facebook to charities that work with suicide awareness so you guys can donate. Any dollar amount helps, even if it's $1. It all helps. Uh, By the time you guys hear this episode, I should have that link up because I'm planning on doing it on Sunday, which is when I'm releasing this episode. But if it's not up by Sunday, it will be up like that, like the next day or so. 
That will be Sunday the 23rd, a week after you're listening to this episode. There you go. That concludes this week's edition of The Nerd Table. Would anybody like to deliver some final thoughts before I stop the recording? Uh, let's, let's just have some lunch, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're, you, can't, you can't get a final thought because you're too hungry now. All right, good idea. Everybody, go have food. Enjoy yourself. Have a great remainder of your weekend. Have a great week, and we will see you guys next time on The Nerd Table. Bye-bye. Later. See ya. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.